Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, a five-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete. And I'm here recording at Tyler's house in these super comfy beanbag chairs. And I'm Tyler Held, a professional five-star groom and mental toughness coach, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation, and I am a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And yes, we are in very, very comfortable beanbag chairs. It's almost a a sleep risk, so (laughs) we're going to have to stay entertained and enthused throughout this episode. Engaged and awake, because it is real comfy here. It is very, very comfortable. Um... Anyways, well, we are very excited to be launching our new episode format this month. We'll be discussing all things whole equestrian, so mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. You're still going to get all of that, just in a new way. We hope that by incorporating smaller segments on each of our pillars every episode, we will be able to share more information and provide you with advice to put into action immediately. I think everyone's going to be really excited about this episode. Um, You know, we're going to have like a little bit of everything in every episode, but kind of the flowing theme throughout this one is tying back our pillars to how we were doing at the Maryland Five Star, which was a very exciting show for both Emily and I. So I think that will be uh, something that I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, so we're going to keep going with a goals segment on the podcast, but we're kind of just going to condense it down a little bit. Um, The reason why we wanted to keep something about goals is like human beings are simply nothing without goals. Um, Goals are markers that help us monitor our progress and like basically, you know, help us feel accomplished in our life. If you've listened to the whole equestrian before, you're probably familiar familiar with our philosophy on goals. Um, and so we're just going to take a few minutes each episode to talk about, you know, personal setbacks, triumphs, and let you guys be inspired through our striving and relate to some of our struggles as well. Perfect. So a big goal that I recently achieved was to make time at the Maryland Five Star on cross country. Um, And like I had set that in the back of my mind before the event. I was like, all right, you know, I really think I can put it down, make time. Um, I wasn't that far off the time at Kentucky. I was like 20 seconds off the time and I wasn't even really trying. So this time I just, you know, put the pedal to the metal a little bit more and um, got it done. And I was really proud of that because the terrain was something else at this event, like it was, if any of you were there, you understand um, just how much train there was. And it was hard to know how that was going to affect the horses. And like, even if they were fit, like, was it going to take too much out of them and whatever. But Barry stepped up and easily made time. I was actually slowing down towards the end, which was kind of a cool feeling because I was like, all right, we're going to get there. Um, So it's just nice to know that that's possible to make time at a five star. So Yeah. And, um, Emily's not kidding about the terrain. I mean, I generally consider myself to be a 
pretty fit above average fitness individual and even just walking the course uh really took something out of you and it kind of gave you an appreciation for the task in front of those horses for sure yeah my body was sore by the time I was done walking the course as many times as I needed to I was like okay how many times did you walk the course um I walked it four so it was a four mile course that was like 16 miles that's yeah which that's fair that's, that's enough I got my steps in for sure yeah so what about you um tell me about your goals um well I just feel like I got to live out some of my grooming goals not that I haven't been like over the past two and a half years but it was just really awesome to get to go overseas and have like a super successful uh go of it uh Effie Lifestyle was in the top 15 at Bookalo um helping the U.S. Nations Cup team finish in second second place as a team um and just like being a part of the team and the camaraderie like you know really having USA make a splash because like I feel like we're really on a hot streak of mm. uh two second place finishes at Nations Cup and having Boyd win the Maryland five star um and then Jenny and Toddy who is my favorite horse of all time were fourth at the Maryland five star um actually the second placed American rider and the top placed female rider and I just adore the mare and I know we've kind of had a rough go of it this year like having a fall at Ken both Kentucky and Lamoulin so like being able to go tackle that third five star and like place where we know she should have the whole time was phenomenal yeah it's really impressive so well done to you and Jenny for sure thank you thank you all right, Emily, should we move on to the next segment that we absolutely could not get rid of the whole equestrian, oh. even in our new format? <laughs> of course. And that section is books, books, books. 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 So, um, you know, what would the whole equestrian be without a good book recommendation? It just wouldn't, right? Like, I think you guys have come to like this section, hopefully as much as we like it. Um but we're just going to condense it a little bit again and talk about one book, even if we've read multiple this past month. So the book that I'm reading currently is Reason for Hope by Jane Goodall, and it's actually a reread. I read it a couple years ago, um, but I think it was before we started this podcast, so I haven't really talked about it yet. But it was it's just a very interesting account of Jane's experiences uh, studying chimpanzees out in the wild. Uh, and she kind of takes you on this like spiritual journey with her, which is cool because as she explains in the book, like a lot of times scientists tend to not be overly religious or spiritual. Um, but she found a lot of, uh, I guess you could say like the divine in her work. So, um, I, it's it's a good read, and that's why I'm rereading it, because I wanted to get more out of it. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my book. You know what? I actually love, like, I don't know, reading books like that, that just seems like a random topic, right? Like, it doesn't really seem from an outside perspective that, like, chimpanzees have anything to do with your life but then you realize it's like oh it's like actually a reflection of human nature mm -hmm. and um there's another book that i've 
had recommended but had hadn't read that's called like birds of prey and i think that it's like kind of similar like how birds interact with each other and like i don't know just very interesting topic to read about i mean like with any animal and horses in particular you know you can learn a lot about them and then translate it to yourself like watching herd dynamics and you know all that sort of stuff so absolutely cool all right what about you what have you been reading well i am still on a huge memoir kick i have just like really gotten into them and you know i feel like every time i get one it's like books you may like so I just keep picking them up um and actually this one was super applicable just to my current life study situation um because it's called Manic by Terry Cheney Cheney um bad at pronouncing names Cheney I would guess (laughs) um but I'm actually doing a class in my doctoral program right now on uh, psychopathy like appraisal and stuff like that so whereas most of my program has focused on like positive psychology and mental skills training this semester I'm really doing like more of a looking for deficits kind of approach to it um, and this memoir was really interesting it's like pretty graphic some of the you know things that Terry goes through just in her life she's a pretty high level lawyer and uh in suffering from manic depression has like multiple suicide attempts uh talks about the different effects that the drugs that are prescribed her do like in terms of mood and it's a very interesting thought that you know sometimes we have stuff in our lives that you can overcome with grit and mindset but like there are issues out there that are a biological problem and it's like no control over it and so reading someone kind of come to terms with the aspect of her life that she like hasn't had any control over and how she's been able to overcome that and write this book and like become relatively stable in the last five years was super interesting I bet I I mean I do love a good memoir I always find it so fascinating learning about like other people's lives and journeys and struggles and all of that so yeah yeah. I think uh talking about kind of mindset and overcoming is a pretty good segue into our first pillar topic of this episode um which obviously our first pillar is mindset um and to me like mindset is everything again short of biological problems there is like a lot that simply the way you think about things can affect your outcomes in life and the big 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 cross-country track at the Maryland Five Star definitely revealed a lot of interesting things about mindset for us Um, and I think the one thing that popped out for me is uh, getting to see the idea of having an individualized zone of optimal functioning um, kind of play itself out. And I've worked for Jenny for a long time and I've seen her do a lot of different things in her kind of pre-performance routine before cross country. And she was sitting at Maryland before she's getting on toddy. And she's like, you know, at Bookalow, like 
we had a rider fall. She knew that she was the anchor of the team. The other two riders went really well. The pressure was on. She knew that she had to like have a really good run. And she's like, I just sat down and like watched Modern Family on Netflix and like had a laugh (laughs) because I realized that I ride better when I'm more chill. And so before she's getting on toddy, she's like, I'm watching Netflix right now because that's what worked for me. And I, I said to her after she had like a really good go, she's like, you know, I just really figured out that I work way better when I'm calm. Like, oh, that's like actually a sports psychology concept. It's like an individualized zone of optimal functioning. So some people work better like when they're amped up pressure's on like it feels very important and like some people need to take the pressure off and feel more relaxed and um I can we can do like kind of a social media companion post with this to show the inverted you that um you know the individual lies zone of optimal functioning lies on of like some people really hit the the low level um and and do really well whereas others do better if they're more aroused. Right. And so for me, I I think I actually go on the other end of Jenny. Like for me, I actually do better with stress, you know? Like it makes me perform better, I would say. Um, because I think naturally my personality is quite laid back and um, I can tend to be a little bit too nonchalant about things, you know? And so this track was serious and I was like, you know, a little bit stressed about it because there were some questions that I'd never seen before and the terrain was a huge factor. And like, so I would say I was um, feeling a bit nervous, but again, that actually tends to work for me. Um, Yeah, so it's just everybody has their own individualized zone, I guess. Yeah, and then I think you had some mantras as well, Emily, that you kind of helped, like, solidify getting into that zone for you. Yeah, I did. Uh, I kind of just thought of these at the beginning of the the week and repeated them several times throughout the day, like, each day and, like, before I rode, just to myself. Um, But... The mantras were, we can do hard things, we do well under pressure, and we are a great team. And so that just was really helpful for me to remind myself that, like, it's okay that I'm feeling a little bit of stress and pressure. Like, I actually do better. Yeah. So I love that because, like, obviously, uh, kind of the theory of individualized zones of optimal functioning is a two-step process. The first is finding your zone, and the second is finding out how you can get and stay and maintain that zone, which maybe we can feature on a future episode in our mindset section. But one quick way of doing that is, you know, having a mantra or like a cue word to to put your focus where you want it to be. Yeah. So just kind of to give an example. So I obviously had my mantras that I shared, but so for Jenny, who is on the other side of the spectrum, shall we say, you know, she would maybe choose a mantra that's more of about like relaxation or like I'm cool and confident. Yeah. Like not. Yeah. Like, let's go get this. Like, I'm cool and confident. I got this. Like, yeah. it's chill. It's laid back. Yeah. It's not necessarily like 
raw like gotta get up gotta get pumped up for this you know it's and it's just a matter of who you are how you react to situations and it can be different at different shows um as well like different atmospheres but um just understanding how you work with pressure i think is the big overview there okay speaking of pressure and getting pumped up let's jump into our next section which is fitness so uh, we, I guess, are we're going to just share kind of a tidbit of information or a tip um, of what we like to incorporate in our fitness routines. So I guess I'm taking this one, huh? Yes. I'm, I'm going to roll with it? Yeah. Okay. And um, just to throw it out there, I think it, this is going to be really cool because not only are we going to talk about this on the show, but then we'll make sure we do some sort of social media companion post to actually show you. So if like you're sitting here and it's like, okay, that makes sense, but I'm maybe not 100% sure on the details of that exercise, just go ahead and head to our Instagram page and like within within a week or two, we'll have a companion video up for you guys. Yeah, so that'll be a fun addition. This month, we're just going to talk about how to start your day off right. And one thing that I like to do, it's my favorite stretch or yoga pose uh, it's my go-to. I try to incorporate it in my routine every day is uh, wide-legged child's pose. And so basically your toes are touching and your knees are apart. So you're on the ground and then you fold your body forward and just walk your hands out. Uh, and again, if you're not familiar, we will post something so that you can see this. And then what I like to do from there is take a side stretch. So I'll walk my hands over to the left. So I'll get a good stretch on my right side body and hold that for a few breaths and then switch sides. So I'll walk my hands to the right and then feel that stretch on the left side. And, um, I usually do like five to 10 breaths on each side and it just, it feels great. Like it just feels really good for my back personally. Mm -hmm. And I've had back issues and like, this has been really helpful. Um, it also gets a good stretch through your hips. You can kind of adjust the pose as needed. Like you can bring your knees closer together if your hips are really tight. Um, or, you know, if you want more of a challenge, you can spread your knees further apart. Um, And then you can also just do like a traditional child's pose where you fold directly over your knees. Uh, But this is easy and honestly my favorite thing to do at the beginning of the day. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes along with the like if you don't have five minutes for yourself, like you don't have a life kind of philosophy of like this is something so simple that can like just kind of align you and make you feel good first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. that it can set the tone for the rest of your day right like we want to do things that can almost prime our behavior so if you wake up you're a little stiff you roll out of bed you're running to get dressed get your cup of coffee whatever and you're like not taking a few minutes for yourself you're going to end up feeling a little bit more frantic throughout the day than if you can just center yourself in the morning with a quick simple stretch and i do this like even if i have to get up super early for a horse show it's like i can spend five minutes doing this stretch and maybe one or two others you know and it's like you said if you don't have five minutes then 
you you need to do some soul searching, I think. Um, so and readjusting of your schedule. Which, speaking of readjusting the schedule, um, our next segment is nutrition. And I think that a lot of things that equestrians, sorry, one thing that equestrians fail to do is eat lunch. And they say they don't have time. It's not in the schedule. And I just really think that that is not a good excuse. I think that if you can take five to ten minutes to eat something in the middle of the day, your productivity is going to increase enough that like you stopping for a short bit of time is not going to matter like in the long run. I couldn't agree with you more. And it can be easy to just like get going in the barn and like kind of skip over lunch, but I always feel way better after I eat eat a good lunch. So we're going to share some of our favorite easy lunches. Um, And mine, my go-to is an avocado and hummus sandwich. So I just take some really good bread. I personally like Dave's Killer Bread. A little expensive, but to me it's worth it. So delicious Um, as I'm talking to someone who can't eat gluten. But (laughs) they do make some really good multigrain gluten-free breads as well if you have my my ailments. (laughs) Yes. So I take a good piece of bread and then I spread my favorite hummus on it, which is the Sabra Supremely Spicy Hummus. Um, obviously you can use whatever your jam is, but that's, I put that on the bread and then I put avocado on top of that, top it with some sun-dried tomatoes and fresh spinach and it's a good healthy lunch. You get like your whole grains, you get, uh, legumes from the hummus, you get a healthy fat from the avocado, you get some veggies, like it's just a pretty well-balanced lunch and it only takes two minutes to make in the morning. Yeah, I was going to say, like I'm kind of thinking in my head, really all you would need to do to make that sandwich is cut an avocado in half, right? The hummus is um, in a container. You're just going to scoop that out of the container. Mm -hmm. Spinach comes in a bag. They make sun-dried tomatoes that come in a bag. So you're pretty much just like taking things and slapping them in between bread. Almost as easy as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but like 10 times more healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it is so good. So maybe you guys should give that a try. Let me know what you think. I think we will call that sandwich the Emily. The Emily. The Emily. I love it. All right, Tyler, what's your go-to? You know, I'm like a big, I am kind of a rotating lunch person. So if you like ask me on a I'll like eat the same lunch for a week and then it's like the next week. But um, one that I wanted to share that I think I eat like on a pretty regular rotation is um, some sort of like pasta salad. But I use lentil pasta um, because lentil pasta has protein in the pasta. So if I want to add chicken or like some turkey sausage or um, like a lean protein to the pasta salad, I can but I don't have to and I'm still getting like my protein in um, in my lunch. Like I know that I personally like lift a lot of things during the day. I'm like feeling pretty active. So for me, it's important to get my protein in in my lunch. Um, and what I kind of do is the base pasta salad. The one 
like biggest recommendation I have for doing a pasta salad with lentil pasta is to cook the noodles for a little bit longer than you would if you were just going to eat it as pasta because Hmm. it does tend to get a little dry and hard if you're eating it cold. So if you kind of have it al dente, it's not as palatable as if you cook it like for a little bit longer and start with floppy noodles because it's going to get a little hard um, in the fridge. That's a good tip. But other than that, like, you know, the world's your oyster in terms of, you know, making the pasta salad. I love to add vegetables to it. So um, cucumber, tomato, if I'm going that route, maybe I'll do some feta balsamic olive oil, um, sun-dried tomato, like kind of do a Mediterranean theme. But like you can really take it any way you want to. And for me, it's kind of just what I have on hand. Like if I have a bag of broccoli in my freezer, maybe I'll do some broccoli and cheese on my pasta salad. And like that one, maybe I'll heat up. Um, But it's kind of a mix and match. You can eat this. And then, you know, if I do it for lunch one week, I can do it two weeks from now in a slight variation. So yeah. And so this would be something maybe you'd like cook ahead of time, like you'd batch cook it yeah. and then just like yeah. have it. Or I'm at, and sometimes I even have like the pasta warm for dinner one night and mm-hmm. then like use all the leftover pasta to make like cold pasta salad for the rest of the week. Yeah. So um, and then and that's going to be kind of like I think we've talked about like our bootable selections before. So, you know, base toppings. I can make kind of a graphic of like, it doesn't have to be a set recipe, but here are different things that you can do. Um, I do a, a Thai one with peanut sauce sometimes, like a, a soy sauce peanut vibe yeah. cold noodle salad to it. That's really delicious. I so. like cold pasta salad. Oh, I do too. I actually really like personally eating lunches cold because when I was growing up, I didn't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like I just simply mm-hmm. even ha- like sandwiches just were not my thing. And so my mom would pack me things like fried rice, dumplings, um, pasta salad, or like tortellinis. And I'd eat everything cold because our school didn't have a microwave. And I just love it. And so sometimes I just prefer to eat food cold for lunch. I, I do that too sometimes. So, you know, whatever works. I love it. All right. Well... Food is best had with friends, right? And friends are part of our community. Great segue, Emily. <laughs> Great segue. Trying, <laughs> trying to figure out how to tie that together. It was maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to give you a gold star for it Thank anyways. you. I will take that gold star. So um, as far as our community goes, we loved all the um, whole equestrian support that we received at Maryland. And that's what our community face group. Wow, I totally messed that up. <laughs> face group. Facebook Are you falling group. asleep over there? I, I am, maybe just a little bit. Um, so that's what our whole equestrian community Facebook group is all about. And um, we really want to cheer on your success too. So we invite you to share your triumphs this month on the whole equestrian community, be it competition related or not. Um, we just, I, I think we'd like to hear from more people about like what's going on in their life. It doesn't have to be all five stars and yeah, no, all of that. Like we want to know what's going on with you. I personally jumped a log yesterday. Oh, post that. And that was pretty 
I mean, I didn't get a video of it. We were on like okay. a three person ride out, but I went on, uh, I went on a ride out and I was literally like, uh, I haven't jumped in like months, months it's been. Yeah. And I was on Toddy's baby who is just like literally the sweetest horse to ride. And it just felt so good. Like this is the horse that when you're riding, like it makes me want to go compete again because it's so straightforward and nice and yeah. like uh, riding her is just like this could be fun like and just just fun all the time because you know yeah. horses are frustrating they are and like we're always going to fight through the frustrations but i chose gro- the frustrations of grooming instead of competitive riding <laughs> but reggie really makes me want to compete again <laughs> well maybe maybe you'll have to do that i know she's for sale for way over what i could pay okay. so <laughs> all right well um next time you jump a log tyler you got to get video proof of it and post it on our facebook group yeah alexa was on like a three-year-old and Lulu's got one hand with a yeah. cast on, so, so I mean, it, it was, was a not hard. It was not maybe like the best situation in that in that moment. But next time, next time, yeah. So, well, it sounds like you're having fun. Yes, and um, we're gonna get into the training tips of the month. Yes. Okay. So this is um, something that we put a vote up in. Speaking of community, our a. Uh, uh, question community i kind of said okay like we're definitely going to have our four pillars in our in our new episode formats but like what else would you guys like to hear and we had overwhelming votes for emily providing a training tip of the month and me providing a grooming tip of the month and so i think that's kind of fun um focuses on both of our strengths and hearing from what a five-star level rider has to say about your training this time of year Okay, so this time of year is typically the off-season, right? They're, we're winding down on competitions. It's getting cold. The holidays are coming, right? So, But you still want to be at the barn, hang out with your horse. So my training tip of the month is don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, have fun with your horse and do something that you don't normally do, like ride bareback or do No Stirrup November uh, put a show on your schedule that's something completely different. So maybe it's a paper chase or a gymkhana, or you could maybe get out on a fox hunt. Really, the sky's the limit, but just try to do something fun during this off season, you know, and when you're not working towards a competition quite yet, you know, and you have this month or two, like just remember why you ride right like it can be easy to get focused on these goals all the time but sometimes it is just about having fun with your horse so try that and let us know what you do and I like that Emily because you could have easily said like you know November is here it's no stirrup November go ahead and set up a circle of death with the four (laughs) cavalettis like 18 feet apart and just keep cantering them without your stirrups until you like you can't see straight which is like all well and good if you want to play with that too but like I like the thought that you know you can go have fun just go have fun yeah don't take yourself too seriously Enjoy the ride, right? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tyler, what's your grooming tip this month? Okay, so um, I feel like a lot of people, like the first question they ask me when I say like, oh, like I'm a professional groomer, they know that I groom Jenny's horses is like how 
do you get your horses so shiny? And for me, it's really important to recognize that how you get a horse shiny does not happen with some sort of like extra finishing spray or uh, trick at the horse show. Getting a horse shiny is all about the management from the day to day. And this is like completely from inside out. So it's making sure you have a horse that has a healthy gut. It's making sure you have a horse that's like happy. It's like getting turned out. It's getting cared for. And uh, the biggest thing that you have an impact on in terms of making sure that your horse is shiny is like currying it all the time like just giving a really good curry every day will set you up to have a shiny horse I literally came back from Bookalo and like went straight to Fairhill and everyone was like oh my god Tyler like Toddy looks so good you did such a great job and I literally was I telling people I'm like I didn't do this like I've been gone for the past two weeks like luckily the girls at home are fantastic and they've done a really good job grooming Toddy every day but if they hadn't taken good care of her while I was gone like that's too late I can't I can't make a horse look good if it hasn't been taken care of like on a daily basis and not not to say that you have to groom your horse seven days a week um, you're allowed to give them a day off and let them be horses and stuff like that but really managing them from the bottom up will make them uh, turn out really well at a horse show good tip there's no real quick fix you know it's, it's the the daily process of getting your horse shiny. So love that. What's next? Well, as always, like we'd love to have experts that tie into our four pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. So if you have any suggestions, I think Emily and I have more time in our schedule now that we're in the off season um, to make that happen. I think we kind of have something in the works for bringing a fitness expert on. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you'd like to sponsor an episode, email us at thewholeequestrian at gmail.com. Every sponsor helps. Um, and other than that, I mean, just continue to reach out to us on social media. Please share those community interactions on our whole equestrian community. Reach out to us if there was something that you liked about the new format or something that you think we can improve because I think this is our time to really um, get serious and grow the show. So if there's anything that you think that we can do better, like please reach out to us because we will do it for you. We will because we love you guys and we're here to serve you. So, you know got to keep our listeners happy. Well, anyways, we hope that you enjoyed our new format today and learned a thing or two and got some insight into the behind the scenes at Maryland Five Star. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, I did your you, line. You took my line. I took your Tyler. line. I'm Let's sorry. Let's try again. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.